Hey everyone, this week I continue our talk on requests for repairs, but this time I talk about it from a seller's perspective. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 46 of Real Estate Chat with Jason Z. I'm Jason Zwalik of the Zwalik Group with First Team and Christie's International Real Estate coming to you as always from Orange County, California. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend and are ready to crush it again this week. Uh, so in this week's episode, I'm going to continue our talk on the request for repairs, but this time I'm going to take it from look at it from a seller's perspective. Uh, and really what we're going to look at here is, again, we're going to touch base on your options as a seller when you re- receive a request for repairs and what you're going to do and how to respond and really what the ramifications are of that request for repair. So... Like we talked about last week, after the home inspection, the buyer after the home inspection that the buyer has completed, the buyer's the company that they've chosen, uh, you're going to get a request for repair. So that request is going to come in, and it could be a punch list, it could be one or two items, it could be ten items. I've seen as many as twenty items, um, but it, there's going to be a bunch of items on that list. Some of them are minor, some of them could be major. There could be really nothing to to do at all. But really, you're gonna won't until you get that, you really won't know what to expect. Now, typically. What the agent will do is they will send their request for repairs, but they'll also send a copy of the home the home inspection as well. So I do that all the time. So as representing a buyer, I'm going to send that copy of our home inspection report along with our request for repairs. A, so that we can actually uh, refer to a page and an item number when we're asking for something to be repaired, but B, so they have that home inspection for their for their. Um, for their records because it is important what that also does is it ensures that you now know what's happening and uh, from a disclosure perspective you have to remember now if a buyer asks you for all of these items and you say no to everything you now know about some of these issues. So if there's a major issue and you're not willing to fix it and the buyer decides to move on, you have to then disclose that issue to the next buyer that you go into contract with. So you may have done your disclosures and not known that the roof is leaking in certain areas or there's not enough insulation up up in the in the attic. You may not have known that. When you did your when you did your disclosures, which is perfectly understandable. However, now that you've gone through this request for repairs and you've received that home inspection report, knowing that there's not enough insulation in the up in the attic, you now know about that. That's something that you need to disclose. You know what I mean? So now you're you're, you're running that fine line. I always talk when we talk with our sellers. It's like okay, now that we know about this, we have to try to make this work. We really want to try to make this work because. You're going to have to disclose this and fix it anyway because or you the next buyer may not want to buy the house because of some of these issues. So you need to just keep that in the in the back of your mind. Your agent should explain that to you as well. So when you get that request for repair, you're going to look at that, you're going to go through the inspection report, you're going to look at what this is and you're going to come up with a response. Okay? So Typically, what you can do is if you have a handyman or if you have your inspector or your, sorry, your inspector, your agent, 
um, should have a, a handyman or contractor that can come in and kind of give you a quote on everything. Um, that's what we do. We have a great contractor. He, he can come in. He can does, does small things, does big jobs, but he can kind of give us a ballpark quote on everything that's there. So you have two options. Typically, what you can do is you can say, hey, I'm going to fix all these items. That's number one. Number two is I'm not going to fix any of them. Number three is I'm going to fix some, but I'm not going to fix all of them. So you can kind of um, cherry pick the ones that you want to fix. Um, if there's some minimal, like we've seen people that have asked for a cracked um, uh, outlet plate to be fa- to be repaired. And it's like really like it's it's a dollar. So then it's like, okay, well, you just fix it because it's a dollar. But you know what I mean? So there's certain things. Um, we've also asked people to ask for new windows. Where it's like, well, we're not going to replace the windows. That, that doesn't make any sense. Because typically the house is priced because the house windows need to be replaced. Right? Makes sense? So so really what you're going to do is that those are the, that's number one, number two. So you, have, you can um, agree to everything, agree to some things. Uh, um, and then the third one is going to be the kind of cherry pick. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And the fourth thing is to come up with a, um, a number and offer them a credit. Now, just a, a note, the typical when you do that is it's typically more than what you're actually um, is going to cost you to repair it um, because you're kind of paying not only for the repairs themselves in a credit form, but you're also paying for the fact that the buyer is going to have to secure someone to do it and get it all taken care of. Okay. So if it's your contractor comes in and says, Hey, you know what to do all these items is going to be $500. Typically you'd probably say, Hey, you know what? We'll give you a thousand dollar credit. And again, that credit is done through escrow as a credit to the buyer. So it's not like you're writing a check. It's all just done right through escrow. So there's really, there's there's no formality there. So there's, I mean, it's, it's just that all formality there that it goes right through escrow. So it's really simple on that side of things. So your agent's going to be negotiating this with, with your with your buyer and really going to be talking to you and kind of guiding you through this process. And I think it's really important from a seller's perspective to really, again, just to remind you that because you, you're going to find out about everything that's um, that the inspector found, that's now disclosable. And you have to be able to disclose that to uh, another buyer should the, um, the original buyer not want to purchase because for whatever reason, because you didn't want to do the inspection certain repairs. So it's a very important um, item that um, I think all sellers need to be aware of. Um, and that's why we always try to kind of bridge that gap and figure out a way to make that deal, make that deal work. So um, again, once that's all signed off on, whether the buyer sell, um, you go back to the buyer and counter them and then they sign off or if you sign off directly, once an agreement has been made, that home inspection contingency is removed. Okay. So um, I typically, from a seller's perspective, like to always do, hey, I want to m- remove all investigations, not just the home inspection. Because what that does is that in, that removes the home inspection contingency, but not the buyer investigation contingency. Okay, um, That's a little bit different, but I want to m- remove all home investigation contingencies. So I typically, what I do from a seller's perspective is, when I'm representing our sellers, is we will actually send um, a contingency removal form once that's done and we'll say hey we need you to sign off on this contingency removal saying that they're that uh, you're moving all buyer investigations with that okay so pretty straightforward again but it's really important because it is like a negotiation within the negotiation uh it's real it's one of the the big negotiations and deals fall apart because of it we see it happen where you get into escrow and then that that home inspection comes out and 
there's uh, there, there's a laundry list and the seller doesn't want to budge, the buyer doesn't want to budge, and a deal can fall apart because of that. So um, the job of the agents are really to keep that together, keep that negotiation going so everybody's happy, that everybody feels comfortable with everything so that you can move on. And I think that's, that's the key. So hopefully you guys found this helpful. Again, um, if you have any questions, please just let me know. You can shoot me an email, zoolic at firstteam.com. You can also, if you want to hear about something in a future episode, let us know. Uh, Again, our goal is to really just educate the public so that you guys understand what's happening as you go into the enter into the real estate market and what you can expect. And that's really the goal of this podcast when I started it. Um, And it's been, uh, I really enjoyed doing it and trying to get as much information out there as possible because really the more information you have, the better off you're going to be. So if you find that this is helpful in any way, uh, please share it out there um, to your friends and to your family and make sure you follow our podcast so that you get uh, a notification when new episodes are up and running. So I hope you guys all have a very productive week and until next time, take care everyone.